Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and today is Thursday. I am not usually on on Thursdays. Thursdays is the interview day, but Doug is out this week, as I have said. Um, so I am in the studio today with Cedric Twill, who is a... Uh, well, I have not met him yet, so this is my first time meeting him, but Doug told me about him. He was at a... Uh, a men's conference uh, kind of for different uh, ministries around the city who are doing really cool things. And he told me about uh, Cedric and what he was doing. And he is starting the Big Heroes uh, what, what I call, program. Ministry, ministry Outreach. Man, yeah. the Big Heroes Mentor. Ministry Outreach Mentoring. Um, and so I was really excited to talk to him um, today. He's got a building in Arlington, right? Yeah, somebody just donated. Yeah, somebody. I heard him Doug told me that, that someone donated a building. I was like, oh, that is really cool. That is. Um, so I'm really excited to have him in today, and we're going to talk um, more about his uh, ministry that he's starting up and how he plans to help the, the youth around uh, Jacksonville. But first, I kind of wanted to get uh, get to know you a little bit, let everybody know a little bit about your background. So uh, tell us where, where, where you come from. Okay, just to give you my full name, is Cedric Twilly. Twilly. I, a lot of times oh, okay. I just put the twill, but yeah. it's Twilly. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Slidell, Louisiana, a little town right outside of New Orleans. Um, born and raised there. Uh, graduated from Slidell High in 87. Joined the Navy. Uh, ended up, That's how I ended up here in Jacksonville. My first duty station was uh, at NES Jacks. Okay. Did a little bit of time at um, at uh, NES uh, Cecil Field. Okay, nice. And so, um, but I, I had hoped to retire mm. from from, from the Navy. military yeah. but you know life situations happen and um i ended up um i ended up uh becoming a single parent of five kids for oh. about 10 years wow yeah when i was when i was growing up um taylor i i saw a lot of things you know i had a lot of drugs and alcohol mm. and stuff in my family i love my family amazing people talking about people that know how to party <laughs> in louisiana they got a festival for everything so yeah. we know how to party and uh but it was a lot of drugs and alcohol and sexual things that's going on and mm-hmm. you know i've gone through some 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 issues but i can remember at a very young age not feeling like i had a will to live mm. and i i didn't want to live anymore by the time i was like 14 15 oh, years wow. old yeah, because I just saw so much hurt and pain. And, you know, we all see it, people using each other and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And um, <clears throat> I, I felt like, what's the point? Mm. You know, and it wasn't until um, I was at a business meeting, fast forwarding. You know, I'm 18, got here in Jacksonville, 19. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur at heart since I was like a little kid. Yeah. Um, collecting bottles and, and stuff. And uh. I remember one time my mom came to me. Uh, to get money to pay for the electric bill because she didn't have money. Oh, wow. And I was like 10, 11 years old, so I always yeah. uh, had money. But um, I came, I went to a business meeting and uh, just outside of Orlando, and um, I was Catholic, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, everybody was like, you got to come to the meeting. I'm like, I'm Catholic. I'm good. I don't I don't really need nothing else, you yeah. know. And uh, at this meeting, they gave an altar call, and I don't even know how, uh, Taylor, I, I was walking up to the front. Mm-hmm. to give my heart to Christ. And I didn't even know how I got up. I don't even know how I was up there, huh. 
And I ended up giving my life. That was December 17, 1989. Okay. I gave my heart to the Lord, and i just been full on. And God gave me a passion for young people. Mm. Um, and so um, because I, I did a lot of research, and you, you'll find if you start doing research on Generation uh, Y and Z, which mm-hmm. Y everybody knows uh, is millennials. Yeah. And then the Z is the next generation after that. And, and a recent Pew study just talks about how um, 90%, 96%, if you add those that are high depression and moderate depression, mm-hmm. is 90, uh, 96% of them uh, have a lot of anxiety and depression. Mm. And so I can totally relate because yeah. that's how I grew up. Yeah. You know, very much an introvert. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but in, in some of the polls, um, 50% of the population is 25 and below. Oh, wow. So you're talking about emerging leaders, you know. Um, annually, 250,000 children are placed in foster care. And those that are aging out of foster care, the statistics are horrible. Mm. And those are, the, those are the people I have a heart for. Yeah. And so we work with um, adult mentors, and we're actually beginning the process to recruit adult mentors. And I'm talking with Don about that kind yeah. of stuff, you know. But um, it, it's a, a generation-to-generation thing. Mm-hmm. In the, in the Christian community, you know, I am a pastor, um, and I've been a missionary, and I'll talk briefly about that. But um, the the a lot of the time that we spend is just on religious activity. Mm. And Jesus gave us a model. You know, he said, um, you've come follow me. Yeah. Watch what I do. Mm-hmm. And then he said, let's do it together. And now let me watch you. And then now you go out and do it and teach somebody else, right? Yeah. So we call that discipleship. Yeah. And the in a secular world, we call that mentorship. Yeah, being a mentor. Yeah. So uh, what? What? Why do you think that the youth uh, impacted you so much? Is that because growing up, did you? Well, let me first ask. Growing up uh, in Louisiana, was your dad around? Did you have siblings or? Yeah. Um, yeah, so a little bit. That's more a great question. It. You know, my dad was around in my early years. You know, mm-hmm. we went fishing and stuff, but. Um, I have like 11, uh, my mom had 11 siblings and almost all of them got divorced because mm. of unfaithfulness and stuff. Mm. And my dad kind of ran off with my next door neighbor. Oh, wow. My mom was doing her stuff yeah. too. So both of them were wrong. How old were you when that happened? Around 11, oh, man. 11 years old. And so after that, it was basically he abandoned the mm. family. And so I, I, you know how when you th- see things wrong, you make commitments in your heart. That's kind of what I did. I'm like, I'm, I would never, yeah. ever abandon my kids. Yeah. I will always make sure my kids have food to eat and, and the things that they need to be successful. And I made that covenant with myself as a kid. Yeah. And that's why I ended up getting out of the Navy because I wasn't. I refused to abandon my kids. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I wanted to keep my career, it just wouldn't right. work out. Yeah, was, well, for, that's um, from what I hear, military life is pretty difficult on it the is. family. So. Um, but yeah, your dad left at a really impactful time. You know, yep. you're just about to hit uh, puberty. You know, about to yep. go through the teenage years, and that's when you really start to question, like, you know, what's it mean to be a man? Like, what what am I going to yep. be in life and stuff? So that that would be really difficult. You know, my dad his uh, his dad died. He wasn't eleven. Mm-hmm. He was six, so he was a little younger. But he always talked about the impact of you know not having his dad around, how that affected him, and so I could see why you know that God used that to, to the advantage of those who that you're trying to reach now. And big so. time, big time. You know, I, I actually, I, I felt like I heard God's voice when I was like 11, 12 years old. Mm. 
um, a little while after my dad had left, probably closer to 12, um, I heard a voice that I was going to change the world. Mm. And it was so powerful. I, I thought it was, it wasn't audible, but it, it felt like it was audible. And I was like, so I answered back. I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> like, am I going to be like an inventor? Am I going to be a teacher? Like, right. what am I going to do? Yeah. And I really didn't find out, Taylor, what I was going to do to about 10, 11 years ago. And, mm. and it's kind of generic. It's the Lord said that you're going to, um, raise up a Joshua generation full of Daniels and Josephs mm. and Debras and Esthers. Mm. And, and that um, I was going to change the world by loving God and loving people and serving God and serving people. Mm. So my whole ministry is design of what I heard when I was that age. Yeah. But it wasn't until by the time I, I got, you know, 13, 14 years old, I was really reaching out to my dad. He was worked for the railroad and he traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. And then he moved into back into our hometown. And I thought if I went live with him, I would have more time with him and it would be better. But when I went living with him, it was a whole separate family and I experienced a lot of rejection. Uh-huh. And that's when I started feeling like, you know, that was my last great hope was yeah. my dad. And then, huh. you know. yeah, I mean, that's, that's gotta be difficult. And so was that, what, what made you jo- uh, join the Navy? And what did you do in the Navy? So I, w- I joined the Navy. My uncle was in the Navy. My dad, oh, okay. uh, I have a lot of family that's in the military all mm. the way back to my great-great-grandfather. Mm. Uh, he was like in World War II. Uh, my dad was an Army, but my uncle, who I was more close with my uncle, mm. um, I was messing around with a, a young lady in high school, mm-hmm. and um, and she ended up getting pregnant. Okay. And so I, I didn't want to, they were going to give up. They tried to convince her to get an abortion oh. with my first daughter. And I was like, no way. Yeah. And they put her in a girl's home in New Orleans and they was trying to give the baby up for an adoption. And the only way I can keep my child from getting adopted was I have to, sh- I had to show a career path. So I joined the military so that I can show and keep my baby. Otherwise I would have lost my child. Wow. That is crazy. I- I've never heard of, you know, really anything like that going down. Is Was that something that was more prevalent back in the no, day? No, she, she was part of a foster care. Oh, okay. And so she was running away all the time, mm-hmm. and the state don't want to take care of kids, so they put the kids in a adoption programs so the state don't have to pay for another child. Oh. So yes. because she was in the foster care program, they was trying to force her to give up the baby, and I was like, no. So I ended up at... at 17 years old making that decision Mm. and then by the time i was 18 years old you know i had to go and join the navy yeah and so you did you pick the navy because of your uncle over the army i think so it was really weird when i talked to the recruiter i said like i don't i'm not a good swimmer i don't want to be on the boat Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm like i'm not joining the navy to get on the boat and the dude looked at me like you crazy like dude you and you're trying to go in the navy you need to go to army or marines i was like no i know i'm supposed to be in the navy i ended up going into the navy and uh never went on the boat for 12 years oh that's pretty cool hey we have to come up on a break so we're gonna pick up there when we get back um we'll be right back after this break you're listening to swat radio stay tuned if you'd like to contact swat radio the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928 that's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT you can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. 
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. David Crowder. Um, you welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, I am Taylor Johnson. I'm in for Doug McCary today. And we have Cedric Twilley in. Um, and he is talking about his uh, life and also the ministry uh, that he is starting, um, which is Big Heroes. Uh, it is a mentorship and discipleship program. Um, so we're talking about that. But right, right before the break, if you missed it, we were talking about a little bit about his life. And so I want to pick up there. Uh, he was in the military, uh, served in the Navy for a little bit, and was wanting to do, you know, 20 years, have a full career yeah. in there. But uh, he had the call of his family, which he felt much, uh, you know, was priority. Yeah, priority um, over staying in the military. So he left, and uh, we haven't got to it yet. But where where did you go after the military? So um, I just kind of, it was really weird. The Lord wouldn't let me get any kind of social help. Mm. And I had about $5,000 that I, they gave me when I got out of the military. And I didn't realize it, but, you know, you know, they have all these different names for God, like Jehovah Rapha and mm-hmm. all that. But a lot of people don't know is, is also Jehovah Sneaky. <laughs> and so he, he put me in a situation where I had to get rid of all my money. And I, had, I learned to totally and completely depend upon him. Mm. Some years I made less than $10,000 a year. Well, oh, most wow. years. And I had a house, I had a car, and yeah. God supernaturally came through. Sometime I didn't know where Christmas was coming from, and God yeah. would just pile stuff on. That is awesome. So I ended up just kind of doing that. I went, ended up going to college for a little while, yeah. FSCJ, and um, I graduated with high honors, but that was a full-time career yeah. with school and mm-hmm. kids. And so um, I was graduating, getting the, my dream was to become a computer programmer, and okay. I, I took up computer programming. And as I was getting out, about to start a career in that, God called me into full-time ministry. Mm. And so I, I became an assistant pastor at a church called Resurrection Life. Okay. Um, we we had a, we started off with like 17 people and grew that. Mm. And um, I was spending, you know, it was a new church, and I was spending like 60, 80 hours a week mm. with like hardly any money. 
yeah. um, in doing that. And so I was in ministry. We started doing missions trips mm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, Haiti and Dominican Republic, and yeah. we still have an ongoing work over there. So what uh, when you said God called you to ministry, how did you hear him uh, telling you to do that? Because, you know, that's a break from what you were doing, and then yes, you know, they get called yes. to ministry. Well, when I, when I, from the time I came to the Lord, I didn't share this part, but I developed a supernatural hunger for God's word. Mm-hmm. I would spend six to eight hours a day reading God's mm-hmm. word. I was like a walking Bible. Yeah. And one day when I was uh, fast forwarding, I was in, um, I was in Iceland, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, as part of a detachment for the oh, Navy. Okay. okay. And uh, one day the Lord just said, I wish you would stop being religious and spend time with me. And I was, my head was like tilt, tilt. I thought that's what I was doing. <laughs> And uh, but no, he broke it down and showed where I was becoming a Pharisee because I was mm. so like word, and he just showed me some errors in, in the church and also in my life. Okay, and that's kind of how I started with my heart wanting to get out of the four walls of the church and mm-hmm. work with the youth out in the community. Yeah, you know, oh, that's cool. So um, then you transitioned to this. How did how did that uh, materialize? Working for the church, being an assistant pastor. Did you know people there? And it sounds like it was a small church. Yeah, so you guys grew it. Yeah, so I was, I started, um, I had started um, the church I was in, the New Covenant Ministries I told you mm-hmm. about. I had been involved with like almost every children's ministry, oh, okay. youth ministry, evangelism. Uh-huh. So I was very familiar. My passion was just getting out and bringing people to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, one of the pastors knew I, I was always ministering, always had people at my house. People called me one, two in the morning. So I was already living a pastor's life, mm-hmm. and this brother he recognized that, and he said, "Man, I, I want you to be part of our team because that's not my strong suit. Mm. I need that part is in, in the ministry." And so we ended up connecting that. All right, cool. Now I gotta ask because you 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 mentioned that uh, you were an introvert, you know, coming up. So yes. how did that transpire to where you know you're out there uh, meeting people, having people call you at one, two in the morning, having people in your house and stuff? Was that a God thing, or you know, how did that? Happen? You know, I think. A lot of that happened in the Navy. Mm, okay. Because when I got out, I was uh, when I when I got into the Navy, I was I was kind of shy. People mm. you either love me or hate me because I always spoke the truth, and sometimes people didn't like that. <laughs> I wasn't really living a Christian life at that time, and so when I when I joined the Navy, I had that you know Louisiana accent. People mm-hmm. was making fun of me all the time. Yeah. And so I had to change my accent, and when I changed my accent, I just changed my whole personality. Hmm. People called me Smiley in school because I always smiled, and so. I always like to protect the weaker people. So mm. I was always defending people and stuff like that. And so I had a lot of conversations with people and that kind of broke me out. My heart that I cared for people kind of broke me out of that. that okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, how long were you at the church then for? Um, I mean, you said you're still involved with, but as a, a full-time. Uh, well, just, I, I, I'm still involved with a church, but not that oh, same okay, church. Okay, okay. Um, I was there from about right during the, the, 1999, mm-hmm. you know, into 2000. Yep. Um, and I, I left around 2007, so about seven okay. years. Yeah. We had grown the church. We had a, a Spanish and an a English oh, version. Cool. We had over 200 people. Nice. And uh, I en- ended up moving down to Orlando for a year to do some training and stuff like that. Okay. And then so from there, did you go into uh, missions work, or what was your next step? From, from there, there um, from well, while, we, while I was assistant pastor, mm-hmm. we started doing trips to Haiti and Dominican Republic. Okay. And while I was in Dominican Republic, um, I think 2000, 2001, we started doing trips. Mm. 2005, uh, we did a major crusade, you know, 30, 40,000 people. 
and um, I met a beautiful young Dominican woman. I had been a single parent for 10 years, and um, she didn't speak English. I didn't speak Spanish, and God worked it out, and hmm. we ended up getting married a little bit less than a year later. Oh, wow, okay. And so uh, we had two more beautiful kids. So I had five kids, and then I have two more, so I have seven uh, total. Nice, big family. I yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. I, uh, hopefully I have one one day of myself, but, you know, yeah. new, new father, uh, yeah. my first one, but, you know. I want to have more, so we'll see. Um, but, yeah, so then after you transitioned um, from that church, did, did you stay in ministry or did you move? Yeah, to, uh, I stayed in ministry because by that point, um, 2005, uh, right around the time I had met uh, my fiance in, mm-hmm. in the Dominican Republic, the Lord called me to start a ministry called Crucial World okay. Changers. Okay. And we was on the campus of UNF, and we did singing, rapping, uh, mm. spoken word dramas and stuff like that. And we give them a positive message that we went out and fed the, uh, the homeless and uh, did all, a lot of community service stuff like that and started developing leadership and really kind of focused on that and grew that um, the city of Jacksonville had a faith-based office. They heard about what we were doing mm. and we had been working with like over 60 different ministries and individuals by 2005. And actually the city of Jacksonville paid for my, not my Florida uh, nonprofit, and mm. then they also paid for me to get my 501c3. So oh, wow, in 2006, okay. we got a 5013c, and uh, we're still working in that capacity today. Okay, so you still have the crucial. Um, yeah, that's more of our Christian outreach, like okay. we mm-hmm. praying for the sick and mm-hmm. bringing people to Jesus. Big Heroes is more of a marketplace ministry. Yeah, okay. Where we're preaching with our lives, people get tired of being preached at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we we're preaching we're not preaching with our words we're preaching with our lifestyle. So instead of saying Jesus 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 we're living Jesus Jesus Jesus. Yeah. So you you know you said uh, with big heroes it's it's geared towards the youth. Um, and you talked a little bit about why yes. uh, the youth. But is there anything? Uh, well, because yeah. because there's so many of them don't have that sense of purpose. Like I mentioned that Pew study, and I didn't have a sense of purpose myself. Mm-hmm. I really felt like um, youth and young adults. They, they are the future leaders. It's not that they're going to be. If we don't treat them like leaders today, they mm-hmm. will never be prepared for tomorrow. Right. And so I just, since I was 19, I started working with the youth ministry, and I fell in love with them, and I, I haven't I haven't stopped. Yeah, so I was a youth myself when I got yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, what, with uh, Big Heroes, let's get into that a little okay. bit more, though, you, what you're planning to do with it and, and what you already are doing with it, and all, yeah. all the, because, you know, we talked a little bit, um, before and it sounds like you got some really awesome things yes. in mind for uh, where to go. So let, let, let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. Like, a little more. So the why of what we're doing is really based on we believe that everybody is a hero to someone mm. because I didn't have a sense of purpose. And once I found the purpose, I found a scripture that says before is in Jeremiah um, chapter one. It says before I was in my mother's womb, I knew you and called you for a purpose. Right. Psalms 139 says, David says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and all of my days were written in a book before I even lived one. So that gave me, like, hey, I wasn't an accident. Yeah. Like, I have purpose, and I want to share with other young people that they have purpose. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I'll, so that's kind of the why. Um, uh, all right. I like, hold on. Uh, big here. Sorry, our, our producer showed, showed me something. Um, uh, but with uh, Big Heroes... Um. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, 
So with Big Heroes, um, you I like that you used Heroes, and you, you talked to me a little bit about wanting to play into, like, the Marvel and the DC. Exactly. So I, when I was an introvert, I spent a lot of time watching TVs and a lot of cartoons, you know. Yeah. And so and, I, and my nature was always wanting to be the hero for the underdog, mm. right? I always I even wanted to take the, the spankings for my brothers and sisters <laughs> for a little time until they started blaming me for stuff. Yeah. You know, and because we feel like everybody has a purpose, once I found my purpose, like my whole life changed. Mm. And I feel like by helping other young people find their purpose, but I want to do it in a practical way. So Big Heroes is a global organization that provides strategic next-level mentoring and coaching for youth and young adults helping them to discover their purpose and passion and giving them, uh, equipping them to become leaders and city changers. And then, so like what we do is we help provide like life skills and boot camp experiences for youth between the ages of uh, 16 and 26. Okay. So we, we're, we're working with them with all different kind of um, uh, everything that you should have learned in school, but didn't. Yeah. How to manage your money, conflict mm-hmm. resolution skills, all those kind of things. That's the kind of things, and we we can go a little bit more into that. But you know, and and we take we take individuals who are, um, I call them everyday heroes: policemen, firemen, teachers, uh, the military, law enforcement, healthcare. These are our everyday heroes. They, our society wouldn't even function without them. Mm-hmm. And so we want people like that, and I include entrepreneurs too, because yeah. you know the world wouldn't function without entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's not the big companies, right? And so um, we want to bring together those kind of people to create the next generation of leaders. Yeah. So okay. we want to make leaders that make leaders that make leaders. Yeah. So when uh, did, did the big heroes, I'm, I'm sure that's been in your mind for a long time, but when yes. did uh, you actually start uh, the mentorship? And um, I guess we could talk a little bit about the building as yep. well that was donated. But when, when did this all start to come together uh, for you? So we, we I bought the name and stuff, like the web address oh. name. Mm-hmm. I bought all that when about 20 years ago. Oh, wow. And I'd just been praying and waiting for the right time. And then the Lord told me right before I came back from the DR, I was a full-time missionary there for six years, almost six years. He said, now is time. All right. Well, we are going to pick that up again after the news because that's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, and I want to dive back into that a little bit more. So we'll be back after the news. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Austin French with Freedom Hymn. If you are just joining us, I am Taylor Johnson in for Doug McCary, who is out uh, this week. He will be back Monday. And I have in the studio uh, Cedric Twilly. He is the founder, I, I guess is the right way to put it, of Big Heroes, and that is a mentorship uh, and discipleship program. Uh, and he, I'd like to plug his website because I haven't done it yet. And that's not... <laughs> That good etiquette is the website. If you would like to go check out and learn more is bigheroes.org. That's bigheroes.org. And if you would like to email him uh, because, you know, you would like to get involved or have more questions, uh, his email is bigherolife at gmail.com. That's bigherolife at gmail.com. So, Cedric. Yes. The website is new, so be gracious to us. We just now get it all up and everything. And so... Um, just picking up where we where we left off, you know, about the youth and, and, and kind of what we're all about. Um, I say we have to see the future and, and the mentors and the people we they, they see, they can see the future. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have this acronym S.E.E.S. It stands for socially, economically, educationally and spiritually. Those are the areas that we are pinpointing with the young people in their lives. And we're looking at how. Um, how do we do this? Uh, we lead them on an adventure, right? It's mm-hmm. heroes. Mm-hmm. So we lead them on an adventurous quest, supplying them with the resources and exposure to programs that help them change the trajectory of their lives and the lives of others. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's so much. Think about it, man. Think think about what you know now. Yeah, I want all of you guys out there, guys and girls, that's a general term. I want everyone out there to think about some of the things that you know now and you say, man, if I would have only knew that when I was a young person, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And so that's what we want to do. Like if you look at the Jewish community, it's generation to generation. So we, we call it a gener- G to G yeah. generation to generation. So you have those older ones that are retired. You know, we want them to help mentor those that are in the workforce, mm-hmm. you know, young adults that are in the workforce, the ones that's in the workforce, they're going to mentor the college and the high school. And then the college and the high school will mentor the middle school and the elementary so that everybody is grazing up. And so it, it, it creates a learning curve, things that would take, you know, l- most of your lifetime, mm-hmm. you, you can learn it so much quicker. And the statistics on um, people that uh, individuals that have li- um, that have mentors, it's like 80% and up, you mm-hmm. know, I've seen as, as high as 87% success rate when you have a mentor. Mm-hmm. And so think about what, what are some of the things, um, that you wish you would have known um, in high school that you know now. Oh man, you put me just on one, one, one or two little simple things. Oh, what about relationships? Yeah, I wish I was in high school. I was like super uh, shy. I didn't I, I like me. Very, yeah, yeah, I wasn't very open. wasn't very outgoing, and uh, I moved out of the house and moved to another state, so I wasn't around family, and I had to learn. Yeah, um, but you know, looking back, I'm like, oh man, I missed so many opportunities to know make friends and yep. uh, influence people or have people influence me and just be uh, have you know uh, lifelong friendships uh, that I missed out on because I was just shy and nervous and I yep. didn't, didn't get over that so that's that's something for me that I oh yeah I wish I had uh, done that differently learning about how to build relationships conflict resolution skills leadership skills how do you work together as a team uh, how to do your resumes? Mm. How do you manage credit? Yeah, you know how do you cook that's healthy. Yeah. You know what I mean. How do you take care of a car? You know, yeah, um, those are big things that the school system doesn't offer anymore. You know, and 
you know, back in the day, I remember when I got to high school, I was expecting to see some of that just because I'd seen it on old movies and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, now as a teacher, that's really not existent. That, yeah, that's not offered in the average high school. Exactly. Now, there's some schools that have like that's their specialty. Specialty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as a whole, that's something that's really cut off. So especially the financial aspect, that's something yep. that I feel like is really important. When it's you're huge. Young. Yeah. To be able to know how to handle your finances. Yeah. And, and so like how to have a good attitude. I feel like everybody should go in the military and I feel like everybody should do sales at least for one year (laughs) so that you know how to sell yourself. Right. So the number one field in all the world is, is public speaking. Mm. So we want to teach them how to do public speaking so they can overcome that. But then you could take that public speaking skills and now you can learn how to use that in in an interview. Yeah. You can learn how to give presentations. Mm -hmm. So all these things are connected. Time management. How do you manage your time? How do you think? How do, how do you process uh, things that's happening around you so that you're not stressed out? Um, goal setting. What are your values? We have like a like 40-something different character skill, traits mm-hmm. that, that are from Jesus. Yeah. Um, we don't always use the Bible to do it, but if we're in a Christian setting, we would do it that yeah. way. But, like, these are the ways that you excel is by having honesty, mm-hmm. integrity, commitment. Long yeah. suffering, a great sense of humor, those kind of things, you know, and 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 having diversity, mm. and having values. Values really mean something. It's not just something you put on your wall, right? How do you live by your values? Mm. You know, yeah. And so, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it a little bit later. But you got the building mm-hmm. um, that's been donated recently, and how how are you planning on using that to accomplish uh, the vision? The vision, yeah, yeah. So. Um, here was a weird part. Like the guy who donated, you know, they had a um, a Christian university mm. and they had closed it down for like three years before. Mm. So we ended up with the building just about a week or so. We've been talking about it for months, but we finally did the paperwork about a week and a half ago. Mm. And our goal is it has seven offices uh, and needs work and he's and he's a lot of updating. Yeah. Uh, it needs roofing work. Um, it's going to need like new flooring and new everything. And we're starting a fundraising campaign. I've I've already raised a little bit over five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and we're going to be using that as a matching fund. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end. But it has like seven different rooms, and so like you and I was discussing, we want to have a room that um, could be used for like projects for business. We want to have one like a recording studio and mm-hmm. podcasting. We want to have one for kids where we can teach them STEM with like robotics and, mm-hmm. and stuff about science and, and do trips with them. Uh, it has a room that's kind of like a classroom. You can see like almost 30 people. That's where we do our workshops and, mm-hmm. and have our classes uh, working with uh, community agencies. Like we don't, we're not trying to do it all. Yeah. We want to connect with other nonprofits, other churches, and we want to be a, a tool and an asset to help that pastor who might only have 30 people he, he wants to raise up his people, but he don't have the capacity. Mm-hmm. Well, he can come and join our network, and we work together to raise up that pastor. Maybe it's a Christian school, and they want to do they want to have programs that teach life skills. Well, we can bring in our life skill program and augment what it is that they're doing. So yeah. the the building is like the launching a launching a launch off part. Mm-hmm. So my my hopes is to see people there every day in the week, morning, noon, and night, working with homeschoolers. Uh, creating educational programs. Um, it's actually going to be like an educating, a learning center. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, yeah, but so we call it a life center. Right. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I guess, to use um, 
uh, military terms, it's like an outpost from which you can project into the city. Exactly. Um, and, and do different things. Yeah, that's pretty and, cool. And our goal is, um, you know, to bring on those who have specialty skills, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those individuals will be kind of our, our advisory board. Mm, okay. So we, we even want our youth to have their own youth advisory. It's not about us. We're like, we want to really empower the youth. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you think needs to be done? And we assist them in what God has called them to do. We show them and we mentor them on, you want to be an engineer? So let's learn how to pray that the, being an engineer, God can give you ideas to, to create, mm-hmm. you know, something yeah. with that. Boy, do you have a passion for the homeless? Okay, let's get some more of the youth together, and let's look at how we can make an impact on the homeless uh, people in the city of Jacksonville. Yeah, and you, you mentioned uh, when we talked a little bit off air that uh, you wanted the, the mentoring program to be like to come alongside, exactly, and, and walk with, not a like pull along or like hey, follow me type thing, but to come alongside. So, um, how do you envision that working out? Especially if you got a kid who doesn't, like, they, they don't want to go anywhere. They have no clue like right. they want to be like. Uh, so the, talk a little bit more about just the mentorship and um, yes. your your thoughts and your visions for how that would uh, play out. So there's this real thing called the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Jesus' life is that every single movie, whether it's Star Wars mm-hmm. or whatever it is, is always a hero's journey. So we're going to walk with them through the hero's journey. Okay. And so what we do is, you know, they, they are, they're coming from an ordinary life. They get a call. Mm-hmm. So we have assessments that help them find What's their career set? Um, what's their spiritual gifts? What's their natural gift? Uh, we have a disc test that looks at the personality. Mm. And it's like seven or eight different assessments, right? Once we find out what those things are, then we plug them in with mentors who have the skill set. So it's two different types of mentors. One is like a, kind of almost like a life coach, like mm-hmm. a pastor who helps them with generic every everything. Right. And then the other one is if you want to be an engineer, we want to pair you up with an actual engineer. Mm. But in engineering, there is like a whole bunch of different types of engineer. Yeah. So they we have a process that they go through where, you know, they volunteer, they do interviews, they kind of look at what's happening in the day-to-day life, and then mm-hmm. they go into job shadowing and then to an internship. So it's a, it's a step-by-step process mm-hmm. that walks them in. I don't know if uh, with UNF, some people say is you never finish <laughs> because they change their major so much. Yeah. Well, doing it this way from high school, we help them plug in their career set way in advance and they get to actually go and see. I know you're a teacher, right? Yeah. I can't tell you how many people I know that are teachers, but they're not doing anything in teaching because they can't change, they can't stand the teaching system. Mm, yeah. So they left the system. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll be able to kind of help them save tens of thousands of dollars because they're going to be focusing on things that they already like. Yeah, and I definitely want to pick up there. Uh, we have to go to a break um, because I got a few questions that I think are pretty good and that the listeners will want to hear. Uh, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. 
SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Sky traced out by the city lights, my world from a mile high. Best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. All those people going somewhere. Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 Out on a busy street, see a girl in our eyes meet. Does her best to smile at me, to hide what's underneath. There's a man just to right, black suit and a bright red tie. Too ashamed to tell his wife he's out of work, he's buying time. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. If you are just joining us, uh, I am Taylor Johnson. I'm filling in for Doug McCary. This week, and we have Cedric Twilly on, and he is uh, the founder of Big Heroes. It is a mission, uh, it's not, well, it is missionary a little bit, but it is, it a, is. It is a mentorship and discipleship uh, uh, training program. Uh, he's got a building uh, that they're going to start to uh, fix up and work out of to really impact the city. Um, it's been a great conversation so far. If you missed any of that or you're just joining us, you missed us, you can go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store if you would like to listen to what uh, you've missed. We've been having a good conversation about kind of who uh, he is and about his passion for the youth and how Big Heroes is going to help those who um, are growing up and, and coming up in the world. And, you know, right before we went to the break, you talked a little bit about um, your uh, uh, your your survey, not survey, uh, what, what, what's assessments, the, assessment. Thank you uh, for young kids. And, I, you know, to me, I was thinking that is so important, Very. Um, especially if you do that in high school and you can get in your mind a track that you want to go down. And so you don't have to spend your 20s kind of mm-hmm. wandering around aimlessly, which I think a lot of people do especially a lot of people it feels like who go to college end up doing that so the the fact that you're getting people plugged in early yeah like that's a huge benefit um yeah oh and i didn't plug his uh sorry 
forgot about that. His, uh, if you would like to learn more about what he's doing, you need to go to bigheroes.org. That's bigheroes.org. And if you would like to get involved, you can uh, email him at bigherolife at gmail.com. That's bigherolife at gmail.com. So uh, we've mentioned it a few times, uh, the building that was donated. Uh, and so let's let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. And Heroes is with an E-S, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was literally he had the building for three years waiting for us because mm. they had closed down their ministry. And it's like you're talking about like God, divine appointment. Mm-hmm. Several other ministries had come to him and tried to get him to donate. And he was like, no, I want somebody that's, you know, outreaching mm-hmm. and that has a heart because they did mission work and they had a heart for the community and they're older and, and nobody. So the building has been basically closed down for three years, no electricity and mm. anything. So we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. But, but the beautiful part is I want young people to be involved with the design. Mm. I want young people to be involved with what is it going to look like? What kind of look and feel as should have, you yeah. know? And then I want it to be a life giving. That's why we call it a life center. Mm-hmm. So that young people, when they need, whether it's emotional, psychological, I'm working with some young people to develop a program for the mental health, just so people can like learn how to deal with stress and all the different things. And and this is a big thing. Like I said, the Pew study is like almost 90% of the young people are dealing with, with those kind of issues. Yeah. Know? And so the, the building fund, um, it, I just want to kind of talk to you guys that are out there. You, 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 um, awesome men and women of God, just for a second, think about how you have had issues, um, whether you were raped or molested or abandoned or rejected. I was, I was molested as a, as a young kid by a living babysitter, female babysitter, um, for years. Mm. And, um, there's a lot of hurting people out there. There's a lot of young people who, who don't know where their mother and their father are. Uh, uh, or their father, uh, some of the statistics that happen to do with men not being in the home and people going to prison and, and the foster care system, kids are aging out. It is a systemic problem way beyond the media hype. Mm. We shouldn't be focused on all this other stuff. What we really need to be focused on is loving one another. Mm. How do we get out? And, and what I'm saying is God has you, um, you out there listening to me talking right now, God has your number. You were created for such a time as this. Uh, just like before I was in my mother's womb, God knew me. Before you was in your mother's womb, he knew you. And I just want you to pray about how can you get involved. Uh, you have a lot of professional skills. Can you give an hour and a half uh, to a young person and volunteer to be a mentor, male or female? Maybe you have professional skills. you got to be able to pass a background check, so <laughs> that's important. But if you can't do that, can can you make a donation? Can you become a monthly partner? Like our beginning budget is going to be around $7,000 a month um, just to get us off the ground. And then as we figure out the details, we're going to be doing more fundraising and grant writing and stuff like that. But I have this thing I call a $10 hero. Even a little kid can give $10. Mm-hmm. And that $10 can begin to change a person's life. But $10 don't sound like much. But if you have 100 people giving $10, what is that? That's a thousand dollars. If you have a thousand people giving ten dollars, that's what? That's ten thousand dollars. So it doesn't take much for you to give a small part of your time. And if you can't do it all the time, can you just come in? Can you teach? Can you cook? Can you 
Uh, are you good with your hands? Do you know how to build houses? Can, do, is that what you do for your career? Maybe there's some young people that can work with you in your construction business, yeah. those type of things. So I, I want you guys, uh, guys and girls out there, um, we have agents of change and you are agents of change. And, and statistically, when you help others come out of their problems, it's proven scientifically that it also helps you. Yeah, and, you know, you talked about uh – the, the the issue of fatherlessness right mm-hmm. it's huge it is it is huge and uh you know especially in uh in specific communities in our country and that is I, I don't think we understand how important a father is and so you know if you have people who don't have fathers or fathers who are absent it is you can come in like you got a skill of like you know carpentry yeah. or something and in teaching uh a life skill you can actually father and disciple somebody who maybe has not had that and change completely totally. the directory of uh, the trajectory, excuse me, of their life. And that is really impactful. And I think that's, um, you know, as Christians, that's, those are opportunities that are like, wow, it's actually you know? part of what we're commanded to do. Yeah. Love our neighbor as mm-hmm. ourselves. But here's the problem. A lot of us don't really love ourselves. Mm. They love your neighbor as yourself. And if you don't love yourself, how do you do that? So we want to serve those that serve others. So maybe you have some things that you're dealing with. Well, we'll have classes to go through to help you while you're helping others as well. But the primary thing is to show everyone that they have value. Mm. I don't care if your beliefs are 100 degrees, 180 degrees different than mine. You don't believe in God, and I passionately believe in God. I still need to treat you as a human being. I need to treat you with love and respect. And I need to help you in whatever areas that I can. Maybe you just need a hug. Maybe you need someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to be demonstrating Christ's character in nature everywhere we go. That's why we believe that everybody is a hero to somebody. Yeah. Everybody is. Yeah. And like I said, that is so impactful. And we have such an opportunity to really build into young people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I want to ask you a little bit about the building. You know, you said yes. it has a lot of work. It needs a lot uh, to be done. What are, do you have a plan or a timetable for when you want to get everything done by and what do you need uh, as far as help to get it done or, you know? Right. So like I said, we raised about 5,000, but it needs a new roof. Mm. It, it needs new flooring. Mm. Uh, it has all old desks. We need, we're going to need computers. Uh, we're going to need recording stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we're we want we're going to be getting experts to come in. Like I got a guy; he's been doing music production. He's going to come in and tell us all the things that we need to do for podcasting and recording and stuff like that. Um, we have a psychological person coming in, so we can set up offices to do counseling for families and mm-hmm. youth. Um, we have we want to make a room that has dance because we believe in the arts. So mm-hmm. our meeting room, we want to make it. We want all rooms to be multi-purpose, right? right? So we want that room to be almost a dance studio. Mm. And then we can have people who we have people who are going to be volunteering and um, teaching music and, and singing and all those kind of things. So it sounds like a lot, but our goal is to a lot of people have been sitting on the side for a very long time mm-hmm. and, and they're not doing anything. And they have these incredible gifts. But we're saying, come and join us. Even if you don't think you have it, you have, you have a heart for you know, animals, if you have a heart for kids, if you have a heart for the elderly, there's something that you can do to bring change to your community. And this, the, this uh, life center is going to be the first of many. Mm. And we believe that we're going to be all, in zip codes all over the, all over the city because our goal is to partner 
with you yeah. to help you be the best you that you can be. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned uh, the elderly, and then you talked before about generation to generation. Yep, yep. And I was wondering if there's, uh, you know, it seems like there would be a great opportunity, especially with how we are today in America, where we kind of cast off the elderly. It's horrible. Right? But there's so much knowledge and uh, a depth of understanding in life that's yep. been lived that they have to offer to people. And I, I, it seems like, oh, there's a cool opportunity for those elderly who feel like yes. they've been cast off to match up with a youth yes. who feels kind of the same way and, and, and bond with each other and, uh, you know, the offer, you know, mutual aid really, That's it. you know, like I, I, that, that kind of seems like a cool and unique idea, uh, to me, has there been any thought to like reaching out to, that is what the G to G program yeah, is. Yeah. Like we want to be able to interview. We want to take young people. So we, we have a, a magazine that we're developing and if you have a heart for journalism and you love writing, we need you to develop this positive online magazine called Hero Life. And that's what it's about. It's about interviewing people like that mm. and that them pass on nuggets and, and then recording it where they can go and other people can listen to it. So a lot of those people are depressed mm-hmm. that are in these homes or they feel rejected. Their family don't come and visit them. And with the COVID is even worse. Yeah. You know, and so, but if we can give even the older generation that, that sense of life. So winding everything down, we want you to get involved. Imagine a life where you, a life where a lot of individuals are caring and loving one another, that they're giving and serving one another. When we come together, we can change the world because we are the big heroes. So contact me, Cedric Twilley. Uh, big hero life at gmail.com go to our website uh, bigheroes.org with an es bigheroes.org and i would love to talk to you thank you so much yeah thanks for coming in and thank you all for listening you've been listening to swat radio we will be back tomorrow with bob grumman um so tune in then at three o'clock i hope you guys have a nice day If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's work to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 